0: When you dye your hair, does part of you die? If I'm buried at sea, does my ghost become a merman? All of these questions you can find the answer to on THIS PARANORMAL LIFE! Hello everyone and welcome to This Paranormal Life, the comedy paranormal podcast where every week we investigate a brand new paranormal tale, case, claim, or beast and come to a conclusion at the end of the show to decide whether or not It truly is paranormal. We have tackled many cases over the years. I think we've been doing this for, God, I want to say 25, 30 years now, but I can't because that would be wrong. It's been five.
1: Yeah, I I want to say 100. I want to say that I'm the most experienced paranormal investigator there's ever been.
0: Yeah. (laughs) It's funny how you can use that term in a lot of different ways. So it's like, oh, Matt, how tall am I? I want to say (laughs) 6'3". That's technically not a lie, because I do want to say it.
1: Right, but it's clearly not what anyone means.
0: Yeah. Does my penis work? I want to say yes. <laughs> no, that one didn't come out right. No, my- <laughs> oh, no. Let's unpack that. Let's let's, let's get into this. Have <laughs> you ever had some, some type of hemorrhoids before? I want to say, say no. no. <laughs> I yeah. want to say no to that one. <laughs> And yet... I'm starting to think that isn't kind of the multi-use phrase I thought it was, because a lot of these actually don't make sense.
1: You didn't have to pick such revealing examples.
0: I didn't reveal anything. Those were hypothetical hemorrhoids (laughs) that didn't disclose anything. Kit, are you ready to dive into a brand new paranormal case today on the podcast?
1: I am indeed. We'll quickly just answer one off the top. When you dye your hair to something, dye with you. Uh, Yes. I don't know, Rory, if you've ever dyed your hair, but I did at about 15, 16 years old. And I was never the same.
0: Oh, emotionally dyed within you or you physically a part of your body withered? My
1: pupils went black. I think the dye ran into my retinas Jesus. and I couldn't see. So um, it was a pretty literally dark couple of years.
0: Well, technically all hair is dead, right? Isn't that it? Isn't that something? What? Your hair is dead. <laughs>
1: This is like the time you said, if your brain knew what it was, it would
0: kill itself. Your hair, isn't that what hair is? Dead? No. I'm looking this up. I'm looking this up. It's definitely dead. dead. It's not. It definitely, there is. I'm not wording it in
1: the right way. It doesn't breathe or live (laughs) or know what it is. So I guess it's not alive.
0: Uh, All the hairs you see on your body have at least one thing in common. They're all dead. This is from Healthline.com. Under a microscope, each of your individual hairs looks like a thick tube, but this is called a filament or a hair shaft. Uh, Hair is not alive. Do you
1: think, what do you think is alive?
0: Skeletons. (laughs) (laughs) The ones that walk.
1: (laughs) I I love when we veer 5% off the topic of today's investigation and reveal we know nothing about the real world and that we need that this is why it's a scripted podcast this is why
0: right we have to we say have to present firmly on the tracks. We're,
1: we're like we're like a politician uh, that has a script that they need to stick to because they don't have an answer to any other question
0: yeah our managers are just slightly off screen in living in pure fear that we will ever go off the script and talk about how human hair is actually dead uh, but get in contact if you do know whether it's dead or not Um, I believe I am right, but I'm willing to be corrected because I'm... I want to say I'm right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we've got a really exciting podcast to talk about today, Kit. Because one of the most exciting parts is that this week's story takes place in the same location where I have been for the last week. Your mother's basement? No. Atlanta, Georgia. Oh. Yeah, this is... uh, Uh, this is where I was born, over in the States. So, not only does today's case take place here, as I said, I've spent the last week hands-on investigating some of the most paranormal locations in Atlanta. I mean, I was also down in Savannah, Georgia, which is widely regarded as the most haunted town in all of the United States. Something I
1: knew nothing about. You know, Atlanta, Georgia, the state of Georgia, famous for many things. Rappers. Hip-hop. Yeah. Free thugger. But I didn't realize there was such uh, a litany of amazing paranormal history there too. Uh, Where does that
0: come from? It's just an old historical town. I think it's got to be one of the oldest in the US. And the US doesn't really have a long history. So anything that was built in the 70s is borderline a historical building. (laughs) Right.
1: If you're a man or woman over the age of 43, they just put you in a museum.
0: (laughs) Yeah, some dude turns up with a whip and retrieves you to store you away in a, in a museum.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, They're like, we're running out of exhibits for the museum. you have an old f***ing driver's license or something? We, <laughs> we need something in. to show.
0: Uh, it was crazy. If you go to Savannah now, I was joking with you that it's basically half of the industry is touring these old, beautiful, historical buildings. The other half is ghost tours. They're, Insane. As soon as basically the sun sets, It turns into the fucking Halloween town from Nightmare Before Christmas. There are carriages of people dressed as skeletons riding through the streets. All of the t-shirts and merchandise you can buy is either a peach and a sunset or a skeleton man holding an iced tea. It's, It's a really weird place to mix these two worlds together. But it's so paranormal, it's crazy.
1: Well, hell, I'm just showing my ignorance. I mean, I'm sure there's lots of places around America that are like this. I know in in New Orleans, uh, it's another one where whenever I went, I didn't even know about the whole voodoo angle. Yeah. Um, So I can't wait to hear what Georgia has to offer.
0: It's got a lot. I mean, if you want to hear a huge deep dive into the haunted history of Savannah, Georgia, we actually did an entire episode on it, Uh, a bonus episode over on Patreon.com. And that one had a pretty cool guest on the show as well. So definitely go check it out if you're interested in hearing more. But today, our episode does not actually take place in Savannah. It takes place in Atlanta. But before we dive into today's episode, how about a quick word from today's sponsors? Alright, Kit, on this week's episode, we're heading back to September 8th, 1987. To the Atlanta home of Minnie and William Winston. Now, Minnie and William were an elderly couple who'd been living peacefully at their home. 1114. Sorry, I feel like I delivered that in a weird way. 1114.
1: This, this is a British person having never seen. It's like.
0: That's so many numbers. This must
1: be incorrect. A street has never gone up to this number for. <laughs> 1111.
0: Yeah. They lived at their home, 1114 Fountain Drive, for years. Now Minnie was 77 and William was 79. So while they waited for the sweet release of death, they enjoyed the sweet release of retirement. Their children had all grown up and moved away. So days were filled with morning walks, early nights, and presumably very easy to chew dinners. However, the night of September 8th, 1987, was about to change their lives forever. Minnie was going about her nightly routine and just finishing up in the shower. When she was finished, she stepped out, taking great care not to fall, because, as we know, she's 77 years old, basically made out of glass. So she carefully stepped out of the bath, but when her feet touched the ground, she almost slipped onto the hard-tiled floor. There was something slimy on the bathroom tiles. When she looked down at her feet, she screamed at the top of her lungs. William heard the terrified shriek and hurried to the bathroom to help his wife. When the door swung open, he was met with a horrible sight. Minnie was standing in a pool of blood. Whoa! Crazy start to this story so far, huh?
1: Yeah, turns out that evening, some pretty nuts stuff was actually happening. Split second reaction, pool of blood in your uh, bathroom, what are you thinking?
0: Uh, I don't know. I, maybe it's 77. This type of shit happens all the time. You just bleed. <laughs> you're just hurt I, sometimes. I don't know. I feel like
1: you might notice. You might be in pain. If uh, if I don't ble- know. If you're bleeding a pool of blood like John McCain.
0: <laughs> yeah, a pool of blood. That's definitely problem So mine. I was
1: going to say maybe a, a wild goose th- flew through your bathroom window or something. And, <laughs> uh, but but you're saying just mystery
0: blood. Mystery blood. Yeah. <laughs> you never had a bit of mystery blood? Brother,
1: I actually have. Yeah,
0: I'm very infamously bad at going to the doctors whenever there's anything wrong with my body. I think it must have been a couple of years ago. For probably about a week or two, uh every morning when I woke up, there was just blood in my mouth, and I just kind of lived with that. And then it went away. Jesus, and man. it was just fine after that. So I never really found out what that was about.
1: Yeah, that's the American and Rory. Just uh, <laughs> that—that's a bit of his American psyche, which has never quite left. It's like his leg gets blown off by a passing taxi and he's like, well, now I wouldn't want to bother the ambulance <laughs> service because, well, that would be a pretty hefty bill. Uh, yeah. So I'll just put a, a, a bandage on it and yeah, I'll, I'll take uh, care of things myself.
0: Until that Patreon money gets a little jump, old Rory's staying far away from the hospitals. Right. But I've never, I've never oozed this much blood before. I mean, if there's a liter on the floor, you're not long for this world, I assume.
1: No, we only have a couple of liters. Is that true? I I want to say five. I'm not a serial killer, but we have exactly five liters of blood. (laughs) That's
0: how much I got out of them. (laughs) I want to say I'm not a serial killer, and that's what I did say on trial. I'm not a serial killer, but 4.5 liters if you don't warm up the body beforehand. (laughs) Hey, Siri, how much blood in a human body? And you're on a list. (laughs) Yeah, it just Google mapped me to the nearest prison cell. I think this is kind of a loophole where I have to arrest myself. Um, apparently, it's between 4.7 and 5.7 liters of blood. Yeah, boy, was worryingly on the mark, right? That was really close. Uh, side note, do you think you could ever drink enough liquid to match the <laughs> amount of blood? I thought you were going to say blood, okay. <laughs> no! Like, do you think you could drink, like, three, four liters of milk? So you would technically at that point be half milk half blood you'd be some sort of cow man yeah.
1: <laughs> i am become cow man
0: but wait humans are 60% water right <laughs> your mind is getting blown is... Where, where's, where's,
1: solid? The where's the solids where's the
0: fucking birds the solids i na- am is just I'm milk. 99% milk <laughs> i'm milk water and blood in a
1: apparently in a balloon shaped like a man i'm trying to think what is the most liquid i've ever drunk in, in one go i mean you've probably throughout your troubled troubled youth played the game uh, edward cider hands where you uh, sell a tape 2 liter cider bottles yeah and i mean yeah, back yeah. in those days it was nothing for a 16 year old to tank 2 liters of tesco dry cider so yeah. That's probably the most liquid I've drunk in like a short space of
0: time. Because if you do two, that would be four. Four if you drank liters. Both hands,
1: almost the same amount of blood. Now you would, you'd have to that not That would pee. explain why I blacked out. <laughs> <laughs> <Now that, laughs> <if, laughs> it. that... The fact that the police normally measure your blood alcohol level, it's pretty bad if you have as much cider
0: in your body as you have blood. <laughs> that can't be good. Uh, anyway, let's get back to our story. William ran upstairs into the bathroom and saw a huge pool of blood on the floor. He cried out, Minnie, where are you hurt? I'll call an ambulance. But that was the strangest part. Minnie wasn't hurt. In fact, she had no idea where all of this blood had come from. After the pair had calmed down and caught their breath, they began searching for the source of the blood, and it wasn't hard to find. Imagine their surprise when they discovered blood seeping through the far bathroom wall. Minnie pointed in horror while William shuffled around to try and understand what they were seeing. But there was nothing to understand! The walls were bleeding! I have no idea what's going on, Minnie! But we have to get out of this bathroom now, or we'll trick the blood all over this house! But it was already too late. They left the bathroom to see blood oozing out of the hallway's walls! It was in almost every room of the house at this point. We are talking elevator doors opening well, in The Shining. This is impossible. This is a, Nine I'm foot fine. Hawaiian I'm, blood waves ready for the surf.
1: I, 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 Minnie was barreled. <laughs> she was f***ing pitted, bro. It was sick. I'm fine with where this story is going. True. Just know that with every line that you say about how much blood there is, I'm getting closer and closer to needed to see a photo. There was a lot. It was 1987, and they borderline had digital cameras.
0: Yeah, this was barely 30 years ago, 40 years ago. So yeah,
1: within our lifetime. I guess
0: maybe let me reword some of this. Then, so there were specs. There were specs everywhere. There were drops, kind of coming from the wall. Really hard to see. It was a (laughs) nine-foot Hawaiian (laughs) wave. It was kind of more of a dribble. And, And when I say like red, it was more rusty. Oh, okay. Blue. It was kind of a watery texture. With a hint of... It was dirty water. Was I didn't know said that. I'm just saying, taps. just don't be upset if you don't get any blood samples here on the podcast. So Minnie and William did what any sensible person would do, and they called the police. Within minutes, the police were racing down the street alongside an EMT. And when they arrived, the scene was puzzling to say the least. The interior of the house looked like somebody had spontaneously combusted. <laughs> blood in almost every room. And neither of the occupants had a scratch on them. Yeah, this is
1: one of those times, happens quite a lot in this paranormal life, where yeah. the situation feels illegal, but seemingly no crime has taken place.
0: Yeah, if I was that police officer, I would just immediately arrest Minnie and to William. To be safe, to yeah. be safe. It's like, well, we're gonna figure out what this is, but uh, right now, I think one of you is the devil. And the other one is his accomplice. Yeah. So I'm going to just, I'm just going to pistol whip both of you real quick. And we're going to take you out of this house. The investigating officer, Detective Steve Cartwright, would later go on to tell Associated Press, quote, I've been on the force for 10 years and I've never seen anything like this in my life. As the police investigated the house, the mystery became even stranger. All of the doors to the house had been locked and there was no sign of forced entry also the house had alarms installed so if someone had snuck in there there would have been blaring sirens it looked like no one had come in or out of the house that night hmm also ignoring the issue of who did this they still had no idea of how this even happened at all blood pouring through the walls that's not something they teach you how to deal with at police academy
1: I will say, so far, pretty impressed by how the Atlanta Police Department have got on in this situation because uh, they must train the police here in the UK with how to deal with such a thing because, in my experience, in this situation, they would um, show up and within 15 seconds go, nothing I can do to help you, sign here to say that we came, and uh, we'll see you later.
0: Yeah, I do absolutely sweet nothing. <laughs>
1: All right, what I'm going to need to see, Rory, is that uh, we need to see some progress here. We need to see that samples are taken. As we say, this is quite modern. We need to see that samples are taken. Yeah. We've done a DNA test on this blood to try and find out what the hell is going on.
0: <laughs> I do love the idea of one of these police officers coming back to the station and the other guys are like, did you get a blood sample? And they're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> dump six liters on the countertop. Yeah, we got a f***ing sample. Is that enough for you, egghead? Because I got six more liters in my car. This is like a forensic investigator's dream. Usually they're begging for a bit of <laughs> that. They're not. <laughs> they're not. Or some kind of hair. Which is dead, by the way. It's true. Skin flakes. They are looking for semen. a
1: tiny, a ti- no, there's a tiny fleck or fingerprint or whatever. Whereas these motherfuckers f- basically
0: opened the door and a red wave washed over them. They've
1: got a, a Starbucks Trenta-sized <laughs> cup full of blood, yeah.
0: But as you said, there's only one way to get to the bottom of this, and it's finding out what this stuff is. I mean, the only real explanation the police officers could think of is that This isn't blood. It can't be blood. It must have been some sort of nasty, rusty water that had been building up in the old pipes of this house and finally just burst through the walls.
1: You gotta do like in all the kind of old school police and army movies and shit where the most experienced person holsters their gun for a second, kneels down on one knee, dips two fingers in the blood and tastes it. uh, Yeah. As if they have tasted every type of thing on earth and they're like yep it's definitely f-ing blood
0: yeah you gotta taste it and then say something kind of ominous and ambiguous like they've been here yeah it's like doesn't really still fresh something yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah 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 well these were professional men so luckily they didn't do that but what they did do was they did take a sample back to the lab to examine it to find out whether or not this really was blood Because basically, none of them believed it was, but they did Minnie and William the courtesy. And would you believe it, Kit? Can you imagine their surprise when the results from the lab came back?
1: If this isn't blood, I'm going to roundhouse kick you in the head.
0: Not only was it blood, but it was human blood. (laughs) Okay. To make things even more confusing, the blood type was O, and both Minnie and William were type A. So it's blood, human blood, and human blood that couldn't have come from Minnie or William.
1: Yeah, this is disappointing for the police because they were hoping to just not have to care about this. And unfortunately, they do.
0: Yeah, best case scenario, it's a fucking. It's, it's Gatorade. Yeah, great. It, it's red Gatorade. They spilled it down the walls. Yeah. They're both senile and they didn't remember that they spilled Gatorade. And then they're like, okay, uh, what, did you, what did you get back? It's like... This is the same blood type of a man who went missing five years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the missing evidence in the Crown Moore case. Yeah. Just, it's like, ah, for... It's
1: like, oh. I, don't, I don't know
0: how to tell you this. It said it was <laughs> Abraham Lincoln's blood. I don't, <laughs> what, what that means, I don't know. The police had no idea what to do with this case. In the end, they decided the only thing that they could do was appeal to the public to see if anyone else could explain it. So on September 10th, 1987, the Atlanta PD held a press conference where they talked to the public about the case. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a very unusual case indeed. We got a house full of blood that doesn't belong to either of the occupants. If anybody has any information they can pass on to help our investigation, please contact the public tip line. Thank you. Now, of course, this was a huge mistake. You can't just say you have a crime scene where someone exploded like a water balloon and not expect people to want answers. Overnight, the story was picked up by local papers and in the following days, even made headlines across America. Kit, I have one of those newspaper articles right here for you to take a look at. This was just after the story went public.
1: All right, thank God. I've got some physical evidence for um, our description of what, we, what we've heard. has gone down in Atlanta in this case. We've got a photo up top with uh, Minnie and Mickey. What was his name? William Will with the headline police have quote never seen anything like human blood splattered home.
0: Yeah. I mean, look, we love telling funny stories on this podcast and talking about silly paranormal tales. Um but anytime you see a newspaper clipping like this, it's just a reminder that this was an event that, in some capacity, did take place in the real world.
1: I want to point out that in the first paragraph of the article, it says Don't, I didn't uh, know you were going to read the whole article. Red splotches, yeah, were found on the floors and walls, splotches of their house. You said it. What a nine-foot, the 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 lift scene from.
0: Oh, maybe a little for dramatic shining, effect. That was kind of beating things up blood. a little bit.
1: Uh, but to your credit. It does go on to say that um, they were present not only in the bathroom, but throughout the kitchen, living room, bedroom, halls, and everywhere. There you go. And then near the end, it vindicates your boy Kit, Detective, Kit, Detective PD Kit, who said that it was a wild goose. They said detectives suspect it could be a wild animal.
0: Oh, re- really? Well, that is maybe, maybe this came out before the police uh, discovered that it was human blood. Or maybe they publicly never said that it was human blood.
1: Geese are pretty
0: close to humans. Really not at all in any way. They kind of are birds, they have feathers, they live in a pond. They have bills.
1: I can honk like a goose. <laughs> that means we share some DNA. I think and that's trust how trust me, works. brother,
0: I got bills. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think I got a Patreon? <laughs> well, things eventually got so bad that there were people gathered outside the house all day, every day. The phone was ringing off the hook and Minnie was barely able to sleep. On top of that, William was not a healthy man. He was just months away from turning 80 and needed to be on a dialysis machine. It took Minnie yelling at the crowds to piss off for the visitors to finally disperse. With no answers and no more developments in the story, the whole event was slowly forgotten.
1: We have seen uh, that kind of behavior from the public in the past. um, I can't remember the name right off the top of my head. But we had a house in the past where, what the f*** happened? Did Jesus' face show up in a tile or a pancake or something? Yes. Or uh,
0: Mary? Mother Mary's? Maybe it was Jesus's, And
1: people went nuts. People went absolutely nuts. And they started charging into the house. It was a whole thing. People love this kind of uh, paranormal tourism.
0: It's a lucrative business.
1: But we will condemn it in this case because um, yeah, it feels wrong to pay to want to see this thing just for a fun little afternoon out and then just while you're trying to take photos of the splotches of blood there's an old man in the corner going
0: I'm tired (laughs) yeah 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 shut
1: up grandpa (laughs) get out of you're in you're 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 f***ing canes in the corner of the photo can you get out of the way man (laughs) move the wheel can
0: someone wheel him off the set please Uh, yes make sure that the people whose house you're visiting you do so consensually and not through breaking and entering uh, their back window so as I said with no answers and no more developments in the story the whole event was slowly forgotten. But not to everyone, because no one holds on to an obsession quite like a paranormal investigator. And a year and a half later, Minnie and William received a mysterious phone call. And we'll talk about who was on the other end of the line right after a few messages from today's sponsors.
1: Every now and then, Rory and I come across a podcast that we simply have to tell you about because we know that TPL listeners are gonna love it. That's why I'm so pleased to say that this episode is brought to you by The Luke and Pete Show. This is pretty cool because Luke and Pete are friends of ours and they just happen to also be podcast royalty. The Luke and Pete Show is one of the top-ranking podcasts in the UK comedy charts.
0: Oh yeah, and if you thought this paranormal life is crazy and chaotic, this show has absolutely no rules. Unscripted, unplanned, unsupervised.
1: I think the only rule is that it is technically, legally, a podcast.
0: Every Monday and Thursday, Luke Moore and Pete Donaldson bring you the world's strangest stories from Luke's belief in UFO conspiracy theories to Elon Musk's latest attempts to be cool. The Luke and Pete show community is a broad church and everyone's welcome.
1: I am personally highly invested in Pete's journey to importing a vintage Toyota Century limousine from Japan. I think last time I checked, he got the car and didn't have keys for it. So uh, I'm looking forward to what the next bad thing that happens is.
0: Yeah, I don't know a lot about cars, but I think keys are pretty important to the whole machine. Right. Listen now wherever you get your podcast, The Luke and Pete Show every Monday and Thursday.
1: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Rory, what's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Like, run a bath, call a friend on the phone.
0: Oh, an extra hour. Mm. Probably plot revenge. What? Plot revenge against my enemies.
1: Okay, Sure, well
0: I'd start with Keith Well, like
1: Rory Oh, a lot just of us, saying his name <laughs> A lot of us wish we had more time But if we had it, what would we use it for? In life, the best way to feel like we have time Is to prioritise what's most important to us And make time for it Therapy can be a great way of looking inward
0: And setting those priorities Hey, I've got a priority, brother Priority mailing this bag of dog poop to Keith's front door. Honestly, prioritise literally anything else. Therapy can help
1: you gain life skills, set boundaries, and communicate better. Well, I would like to
0: communicate
1: some thoughts to Keith. If you're thinking about trying therapy, though, why not start with better help? It's all online, so it fits beautifully around your lifestyle. All you gotta do is fill out a questionnaire and kablam, they match you with a licensed therapist, which you can, of course, change at any time.
0: You can learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash paranormal life today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.
1: H-E-L-P dot com slash paranormal life.
0: Thanks, BetterHelp. So as I said, Minnie and William received a mysterious phone call one evening. The name's Kurt Rowlett. I'm an investigator and I also play in a rock band. (laughs)
1: Leave these people alone. (laughs) Leave these people alone. Stick to rock music. (laughs) These people are old, I think you said they're nearly dead I
0: said I'm an investigator God. I'm a paranormal investigator And I also, yes, play in a rock band
1: If you're not in Bon Jovi Shut up about the rock band, no one cares
0: That's not important It's not important who cares about my music Unless you want to hear a song <laughs> New record out in April <laughs> Like and subscribe But I'd like to talk to you about the house Yes, of course. Uh, What do you want, Mr. Rowlett? Well, I know the police didn't uncover any answers, but they're not looking in the right places. You see, I'm a paranormal investigator. I think what you could be dealing with is something supernatural. Now, Minnie had been approached by a lot of people to investigate the house, but something about Kurt Rowlett felt different. However, she only had bad news to tell him.
1: Well, I'm happy to answer any questions, Mr. Rowlett, but I'm afraid you'll be
0: disappointed. There was no blood in the house. Are you quite certain, Mrs. Winston? I have the police report right in front of me. It says it here in black and white. Human blood. Type O. I don't care what that silly piece
1: of paper says. It can't have been blood. I've thought of every explanation, every possible cause and every justification, and it just doesn't make sense. So I've made up my mind. It can't have been blood.
0: Pretty crazy. This is the only way that Minnie and William are able to deal with it is just mentally decide. She's a blood truther? Yeah. She's just... just it didn't happen. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Nope.
1: This is her on the dock. They're like, you killed him. <laughs> you killed a home intruder and that's his blood. Nope. <laughs> can't have been. I'm a nice old lady. <laughs>
0: You beat
1: him to death with a, an iron, a hot iron.
0: Yeah, I feel like I've definitely done that before in my life where I've done something so embarrassing that mm. I'm just like, that never happened. Maybe it wasn't me. <laughs> yeah, maybe that was a dream. Mm. And a that was my me. brother,
1: Colin. Yeah. Yes, I'm sure of it.
0: And if you kind of mentally reinforce that enough times, you can almost forget that it was real until every night when you can't fall asleep and you relive every bad thing that's ever happened to you in your yeah. life. Yeah.
1: Whenever you get to this age, whenever you're pushing 80, beyond...
0: We're talking about me and Kit, by the way. We're a lot older than we let on. Yeah, our
1: voices kind of belie our appearance and, and our biological age. Um, whenever you're that age, I say anything goes. If you've got that far, whatever your coping mechanisms are that get you through life, I'm like, go for it.
0: Well, not everything... It, like
1: what I'm saying is, if you get to that age and you're like the doctor's, like uh, you need to stop eating butter or else you're gonna have a heart attack. Right. Today, I respect your right to say no. <laughs> okay. Right, butter right. is good for me. <laughs> right. Uh, fill in the blank. Uh, you know, whatever got you this far, keep doing that.
0: Oh, I see. Because it's obviously something's worked to get you that far anyway. So
1: yeah. So in in Minnie's case, she's like, I have thought about it, and I've decided. That it wasn't blood because I need to enjoy my life and I don't want to believe that there was blood in my house. I'm like, yeah, go for it. If
0: you make it 77 years without having something this devastating happen, yeah, I'm just going to ignore it. Go off,
1: queen. Get out the Febreze, get out the paper tiles and move on with your life.
0: Yeah. If I get abducted by a UFO and then shot out of it into a lake and I come home that night to my family uh, as an 80-year-old man dripping wet, And they're like, Grandpa, what happened? I'm like, nothing. What's for dinner? Like, there is green goo dripping out of your anus. (laughs) Always has been. Is it corned (laughs) beef this evening? You know, I'm taking that to the grave, which is probably in a couple days. (laughs) Your hands are shaking. (laughs) Too much to eat. (laughs) The f***ing beef. (laughs) Well, even though Minnie had convinced herself that it wasn't blood, the police results didn't lie. Reporters and investigators like Kurt Rowlett would continue to try and solve the mystery for years, and while no concrete answers were ever found, there were some interesting theories. The first! The Winston's daughter was a nurse, so it wasn't beyond the realms of possibility that she had gotten her hands on a big old bag of blood. <laughs> Why? With the right motive, Kit! She could have put on your detective hat, a pipe is optional, she could have snuck into her parents' place and splashed blood all over to make it look like blood had appeared from nowhere. Possibly to make them look unfit to care for themselves so she could swoop in and take charge of the finances or maybe the house, but I appreciate that as a tall Just wait six months, they're almost (laughs) dead. It's too long.
1: I gotta do some Scooby-Doo shit. Uh, okay. I understand that there's a potential motive, maybe. Yeah here but I, I don't know I mean sure their daughter could get her hands on blood because she's a nurse I, I feel like anyone with access to the house could technically get their hands on blood if they really tried
0: not w- what I Leaders? guess I
1: guess not human blood but yeah. like pig blood or something
0: it, you think if I gave you a week you could get me a liter of blood you confidently believe me that. oh yeah <laughs> oh
1: yeah the guy, average guy in the street I'll, I'll hand it to you maybe not but me, <laughs> this sick
0: motherfucker. You're like, I actually need to unload a couple liters, so you'd be doing me a favor, brother. I'm giving it away. I don't know. I don't think I could get blood if you asked me to. That's not a, a wish I could um, deliver on. But look, they're just looking for logical connections. Where could all of this blood have come from? If it looks like no one broke into the house, do you know anyone who has a lot of fucking blood? Um, hmm, now that you mention it, my my daughter's a mosquito. So yeah. She actually has a lot of it. You know, they're looking for logical connections here.
1: Okay, bad first theory. Let's move on. All right. Uh,
0: Another theory could... It's also not paranormal, (laughs) so I don't know why you're trying to sell me on it
1: let's get to the juicy ones
0: <laughs> you're gonna be just dis- the fact that I'm going straight in with the logical explanations ain't gonna, is an indication of how bad the juicy ones are
1: because nothing paranormal has happened yet we haven't suggested one paranormal <laughs> well nothing reason. paranormal's
0: happened yet brother, someone stabbed a house, and it's bleeding out in front of us paranormal kills a home
1: intruder, that is the lead, that better be on your little list of things, because
0: that is the lead thing <laughs> That's likely to have happened. Uh, Another theory. uh, Could it have come from William's dialysis machine? (laughs) Technically, yes, but also technically, no. The machine does remove blood from the human body, which I didn't know. (laughs) (laughs) It's the wrong blood type. Move on. It's the wrong blood type. It is. Yeah, you kind of beat me to the punch there. But as we said, uh, the blood type at the scene was type O and uh, Williams was type A.
1: I swear to God, if this last one isn't paranormal,
0: without what any, are we doing here? Without any strong logical leads, okay? Investigators were forced to look at illogical leads, specifically the paranormal. So don't worry, we've got a few paranormal explanations as well. Thank God. I just gotta, I gotta play both. I gotta play good cop and bad cop in this case. While diving into the history of the house, investigators uncovered something deeply disturbing. While nothing tragic had happened in the house in the years that Minnie and William had been living there, it did have a dark history. One of the previous occupants was a man named Albert Thompson, who met his grisly end in the 1950s. One fateful night, Albert was struck by a car near his home. He managed to make it all the way back to 1114 Fountain Drive. But just as he reached the property line, he sunk to the ground and the life drained from his body. That's awful. I cannot confirm this, but many people out there believe that the house was bleeding on the anniversary of Albert's accident and are certain that the two events are connected. I see. So we're saying that the kind of uh, ghostly,
1: deathly memory... Of yeah. Albert on that fateful night, his unfinished business here on Earth was converted into a standard kind of this paranormal life—ghostly energy that resides in the house to this day. And on the anniversary at the strike of
0: midnight, and if the moon is full, the house will bleed Albert's blood. It was a squirrel. What? There was a squirrel in the wall, it uh, suffocated and so exploded. It wasn't a, it?
1: It wasn't was the memory the- of the of Albert in the house.
0: No, they found out. Hey, huh. yeah, the squirrel.
1: I thought. I thought it. Was- I thought they said it was like typo or something. It was like,
0: it was wrong. It was a squirrel,
1: huh?
0: Yeah, there huh. were acorns found uh. at the scene. Kind of it kinda
1: had me there as well with the last explanation. Uh,
0: no, I'm kidding. Of course, it was human blood, there was no squirrel. This is just one explanation as to why something like this could be happening a paranormal one, as we know.
1: Hate to be that detective, hate to be that detective, who in the quiet room full of detectives, chain-smoking cigarettes, stressed to high heaven because they got a press conference in 30 minutes and they better come up with a fucking solution for what happened here uh, or else the magazines are going to lose their minds. And then some intern pipes up in, in a squeaky voice and is like, well... You see, a guy did die on the property. They all turn around. They can't believe what they're hearing. And maybe his ghost to this day. Ah! They throw him out the window. They're like, anyone else got any bright f***ing ideas?
0: Yeah. That's the exact same dude who in the apocalypse movies would be like the scientist who needs to warn the president. Mm. And they're like, Mr. President, Mr. President. Right, and he's squeaky like, little yeah, voice. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's like yeah. guards like holding him back. It's like, do you understand the level of clearance you have to have to even set foot in this room, yeah. son? It's like, please, I must take a look at my spreadsheets, Mr. Perlittle. They pissed him at him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, very, similar, very similar situation here. I'm sure some paranormal investigator uh, was trying to explain this logically, as we just heard. These are obviously connected. But uh, Kit and I know firsthand... Paranormal investigators aren't welcome at a police station. They made that abundantly clear to me.
1: Yeah, we try about once a week to sneak in using a variety of mustache and glasses-based disguises, but so far it's
0: them, 105, us, zero. Yeah, and I keep trying to tell Lieutenant Frank. I'm like, listen, man, I'm in the cell half the week. At least (laughs) let me walk around the office. And, uh... He he
1: whipped me. <laughs> Let he, the <laughs> lunatics run the asylum for a day and see what happens.
0: <laughs> They're like, "All right, I guess he can't do that much harm." Okay, Rory, you're allowed to uh, you're allowed to be in charge for the day. I pick up the megaphone. All crime is legal <laughs> tonight. Is purge night? Oh God! Put him back in the cell.
1: <laughs> you somehow find a button that releases all prisoners, Joker style.
0: Fly, my pretties. <laughs> All right, Kit. Well, as we approach the end of our investigation, I think it's it's smart to take a step backwards here and look at this phenomenon that we're actually talking about. Bleeding walls. This isn't something that necessarily we've covered on the podcast before, but believe it or not, this phenomenon is much more common than you may think. For example, in 1988... Residents of a home in Wisconsin suffered through nine months of devastating paranormal activity after purchasing a used bunk bed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's such a funny object to be cursed.
1: What happened on this bunk bed? <laughs> a couple of the rungs snapped and a 12-year-old got
0: crushed, like killed his
1: puppy who was jumping up and down on the bed below.
0: Yeah, because kind of like... All right, is it two ghosts or one ghost and the rest belong to a normal boy? I don't I don't understand how this works necessarily. It's
1: like, oh, no, it had nothing to do with humans. A beetle uh, died <laughs> and the spirit of this
0: f***ed up beetle has haunted it. This paranormal haunting included ghosts, strange noises, and lastly, the claims that blood started seeping through the walls.
1: I'm starting to think the bunk bed had nothing to do with it. That feels like a, a coincidence type thing.
0: What? everything's totally fine and then all of a sudden you pick up a bunk bed from a garbage pile and your walls start bleeding I don't know man I'm gonna at least suspect the bunk <laughs> bed first
1: uh, but you're saying another place where in addition to lots of other paranormal phenomenon uh, including human bleeding blood, walls human I, and we have seen it in other investigation can't remember off the top of my head yeah it's but, never but we been, definitely have
0: it's never been the focal point I think in any of our investigations but it has popped up before yep Also in the Maryknoll Seminary, the legends say that this now-demolished seminary was once haunted by the spirit of a monk who hung himself in the bell tower. But after his death, there were reports of fresh blood oozing down the tower's exterior. Interesting.
1: I didn't realize this was such a
0: recurring paranormal theme. And in the case of the San Pedro haunting... A family in California claimed that while being tormented by a poltergeist, they encountered a mysterious red ooze that seemed to drip down from their cupboards and was later reportedly confirmed to be human blood plasma. Jesus.
1: And and I mean, this is the, uh, that is the crux of, of whether this is truly paranormal or not, isn't it? Is whether it is real, because I, I'm sure that this is a pretty common theme you know if you look at stories even like i don't know sleepy hollow or something like that the idea of like I think it wouldn't even be relegated to just houses, but even, let's say, a tree that someone was hung on that maybe the tree would ooze liquid. And and it kind of, you can see how people would start to extrapolate and say, well, maybe it is blood. Uh, Because as you say, it is true. Like, you know, even in a building or something like that, you know, there could be rusty water or whatever that looks like blood or some sort of tree juice that looks like blood. Um, What separates this story is that it is allegedly human blood.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know a lot about how those type of lab experiments work, but I'd like to think they'd be able to tell what's blood and, and what's what is maple
1: syrup. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, essentially. I mean, whether or not they can decide what type it is or where it came from or the DNA of the person, sure, maybe that's a little harder to tell. But if I give a guy a, a f- pint of f-ing milk w- that's got strawberry Nesquik in it, enough to turn it blood red. And I also give him a test tube of human blood. I'd like to think they'd be able to tell the difference quite easily. But I mean, Devil's
1: Avocado here, you bring up Strawberry nest quick. If the crux of our tale today is a, a substance turning up in a place where it shouldn't be with no probable cause, namely blood. Mm-hmm is that enough to be paranormal? If it were Strawberry Nesquik, and we did this whole investigation with detectives coming to test it, and they go, it is indeed Strawberry Nesquik. But the problem is, Minnie and Will have never owned Nesquik powder. (laughs) No one one they know has ever brought a (laughs) glass of Nesquik into the bathroom, and yet there was Nesquik all over the house. It's like, okay, is that... Is that paranormal? It shouldn't be there. There's no reason why it's there.
0: Yeah, it's like oh, if you go home one day and you find Monster Energy drink in your toilet. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> is that paranormal? I it mean, pretty f- dumb. Now sh- that you say it out loud, yeah, it shouldn't be there, and I didn't put it there. So, so, so unless is that paranormal? Unless,
1: unless the future ghost of Rory, who overdosed on Monster Energy, <laughs> died in that toilet. Um. You, you're right. Why the, is it?
0: The blood is doing a lot of heavy lifting here, right? Uh, making it a lot spookier because I, I guess it's the process as well here in the story. Uh, they talk about the the walls bleeding hmm. essentially, this stuff coming out of the walls and covering the house. Is that dramatized? I mean, it's in the newspaper reporting. Well, you dramatized the hell out of it. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about, man. I'm just telling a story. You said a to keep people- day after tomorrow style tsunami <laughs> of typo blood. You've got to look in this in this TikTok Snapchat world that we live in. People have short attention spans and you've got to jazz no it up. No one lives
1: in the Snapchat you've got world. got to jazz
0: it up. Did I mention Mini was a 10?
1: <laughs> she, I saw she was the, I, gorgeous maybe, I maybe people, in her day I but gotta, I saw the news report and she was an old lady
0: I just gotta keep it snappy and like every single police officer was like f***ing Hugh Jackman just yeah. an absolute A-list god I
1: don't know which side of the story you're on by the way I've because, just gotta keep
0: people engaged sex sells action sells so cool well you house go, exploded you should go back in time and uh, pick a different story because one thing
1: happened <laughs> <laughs> and we are at the end of the story. It is too late to inject action and sex late into to... this story of two senile old people who discovered a puddle.
0: I don't know. I think sound effects and music can do a lot of heavy lifting. So <laughs> and I'm sure it did. Even if I'm talking about something really boring with the right sound effects and music, anything can sound exciting. Wow.
1: Editor Phil, please put no sound effects over what Rory just said. <laughs> <laughs> Ideally, turn off his microphone. I
0: really went for that cougar roar as well. So that's going to be extra embarrassing if that's right. dry. Because in my head, it was layered with like maybe three other cougars. And now you're saying it's just going to be as it was. So that's that's it's hard to kind of process. <laughs> you
1: just go to do a little mini <laughs> roar. It's going to be <laughs> <laughs> It's
0: because I don't quite have the energy or the heart to do another one. So like this cougar is kind of like deflated a little bit. So like meow. I feel like I'm barely a kitten. Are we at the end of the story? We're at the end, for sure. (laughs) We're at the end, for sure. We ended about 30 minutes ago, and I've kind of been rambling ever since. (laughs)
1: I've always seen myself as a... Uh,
0: Kit, this is a wild one today, but a unique one. And as I said, uh, while bleeding walls may have come up in past cases before, never been the focus of an investigation uh, and a really fun story to dive into, one that has physical evidence in the sense of This was reported widespread in newspapers across the country by respected writers. This was investigated by the police, who confirmed that it was blood. This is a phenomenon that's taken place in different locations all across the United States and the world. But after all of that, we still have no idea really how or why this happened. You're right.
1: Unfortunately, it was reported on by reputable sources. Even the newspaper clipping you showed me, uh, the photos and everything were credited to Associated Press. This clearly was international news on some level. Uh, It feels tough because uh, sitting here in my cozy little podcasting chair, I struggle to see what, what makes this so paranormal. That being said, if I were to walk a mile in Minnie's dusty old loafers, I would think it was fucking paranormal if this happened to me. Yeah, hundred percent. If, if it was my house and if someone, if blood appeared out of nowhere, and I called the authorities and they tested it and said it really was blood, I would, uh, I start praying to. I would start thinking I was praying to the wrong god. I'd start praying to a different god um, <laughs> to, because if I'm not long for this world, I want to be going to the right place. But I'm not many, and yeah. we are sitting here, as you say, thirty plus years later. Is it really paranormal? That is the million dollar question. As the lead investigator, what are you thinking?
0: Uh, It's a hard one, you know. I think as a critic, you can say, all right, well, if this blood was everywhere, truly, uh, why aren't there any pictures of the blood in the house? But then, you know, on the other side of that, can you just take pictures of blood in a house? Well, also, Essentially a
1: crime scene. Would it change our minds at all? Like, right, well, it's, right. it's been confirmed that it was blood.
0: Yeah, maybe seeing how dramatic it actually was if it sure. literally looked like a, a human detonated in an old woman's living room. Uh, no one knows where they came from. Yeah, it might change my mind a little bit, but we're just left with kind of these empty holes where evidence really should go. Um, so we're we're left having to put a lot into our imaginations of what this scene looked like. I don't know. I'm kind of torn with this one today. My, my heart wants to say yes, because this is very strange. But uh, I don't know. I feel like I'm just missing that last part that's, that would tip me over the edge. Hand me the shotgun,
1: Rory. I will happily take the shot. Oh, uh, for me, it is going to be a no
0: today. Right. Um, I respect that. I do. As you say,
1: pretty unique. Pretty unique stuff, um, but I am just missing that that silver bullet. We did hear the story mm-hmm. of Albert, but I don't know—not quite enough for me today.
0: All right, well, go easy on the case is all I'm going to say because I put a lot of work into it. And you can say no, and you can still say yes. That's so fine. Yeah, you can
1: big it up for yourself. And you can still get it. That that's that's fifty percent of the way. You
0: yeah, know? well, just don't bash it too hard. Is I all didn't I'm gonna say I didn't, or else you know maybe I'll take a little blood sample from you, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> all right, he right. Rory's got a, a pen liter- knife.
1: He's got a pen <laughs> knife. <laughs> And he's—he doesn't know how to use it. He's like—he can't. He's actually. blood all over he's these trying, walls. He's trying these desperately to walls. flick up the. But he has got so far is the nail file bit of the Swiss Army knife, which I don't think you can do much with. Uh,
0: just, just watch it. That's all I'm gonna say. Or else, uh, Kit's gonna disappear, and this place is gonna be a crime scene. <laughs> how about that? That is a threat. That
1: is a threat, and I don't take kindly to it.
0: That's, I'm not not saying I'm Not saying I'm gonna do anything. I'm just saying. You know, I've been... Don't uh, finish this
1: thought because you're going to... I feel... Why do I feel like this is going to be the worst threat? It's yeah.
0: not a threat. I'm being very ambiguous with my threats you're so not. that they can't be recited against me in a court of law. We're recording too,
1: so this can
0: all be So just be back. careful mm-hmm. uh, or else I'm going to bleed you dry. Yeah. Okay. That's a phrase so people use. That's a phrase people use. That wasn't a threat. But I think you need to just be positive positive. I think you need to be po- type B positive.
1: It's, it is. Because
0: I'm going to shank you when you turn <laughs> oh, your back. There yeah, that's go. right. I'm going to cut down go. from the episode, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> uh, look, Kit took the lead here, and like many, I must follow in his path. Uh, I'm going to – oh, what am I going to do? I haven't come down on a conclusion just yet we gotta keep talking but I'm not quite there yet
1: alright I was being nice I don't know what the f*** you're dilly dallying around there's nothing to this there's nothing to this what are you talking about we got a f***ing goose flew through the window lost a fight with Minnie
0: or Will or whoever they forgot about her on account of being old as f*** she came out of the shower and stood on a rat (laughs) the rat exploded and it got stuck on her foot she couldn't see it but the blood was everywhere Um, I'm gonna go no. I'm gonna go no. I'm missing too much, too many pieces of this story to confidently say uh, that this is paranormal. I mean, it's been investigated by other paranormal investigators. No one's been able to come down on a conclusion or an explanation. Even the, the claims about the guy who passed away there long ago, barely is a reason why this should be happening. Barely. I mean, he didn't get like, he didn't die building the house. He didn't get crushed by a wall when it, during its construction. He was just hit by a car and I think died on the lawn. Yeah, I mean, if there should be no reason why the every house
1: is by that measure every house on earth is haunted. Someone has died near any house on earth.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So unfortunately, uh, this week on the podcast, it's going to be a double no for the Bleeding House of Atlanta. But hey, what a fantastic case. An excuse to get back to Rory's ancestral homeland. Hell yeah. Let me tell you, I, uh, I've always felt like a bit of a nomad. Okay. Um, you know, I was born in Georgia, over in the States, didn't spend a lot of time there. Moved to Northern Ireland, moved to London, Wales, lived in Toronto for a while, kind of all over the place. So never really felt like I, I had a proper home till I went back to Georgia. <laughs> Until I went back to Georgia a month, and it was it was fantastic. I, Southern hospitality is a real thing. Everyone was so sweet, and I drank peach iced tea, and I smoked cigars in a rocking chair.
1: You mean to tell me that you you had a better time in Georgia than you did in uh, Newport, Wales, Rory? I'm finding that a little <laughs> hard to believe. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) and the bitter north coast
0: of northern ireland it's it's funny because we always say that um people kind of give la a bad rep because they say people out there are uh nice but it's all really fake right fake nice how about just not nice at all how about real meanness because that's what you get in the uk (laughs) is just real mean people uh, so I'll take fake nice any day, but my point being, uh, Georgia was real nice. Okay, it was a very, it was the ultimate and not combo. Not
1: real nice.
0: <laughs> it wasn't real nice. But the, I, I, well, it was the, real. nice. The people well. being
1: nice was real.
0: Yes, it really was. So I had, I had a lovely time. I felt like I was kind of returning to my home planet. Uh, it was fantastic. So definitely, we'll be looking for more excuses to visit Atlanta. And Georgia and Savannah, both physically and on this podcast. Well, we'll talk about it a little bit on the after party, but a lot of the most haunted places in Savannah, like uh, the Moon River Brewing Company and the Pirates House and the 1790 Inn and Restaurant, these were all locations we investigated on an episode, a bonus episode of the podcast. And I went to them. I went to almost all of them on my last trip. Yeah, well, maybe we'll
1: have to loop this kind of thing in where we do a a bit like our pub crawl of London, checking out the most haunted locations in the city. Maybe we could do such a thing.
0: Yeah, I think there's an actual the service in Savannah that is just a haunted pub crawl. Got you. Where they just take you around all these incredibly old haunted buildings uh, and you get to drink, have a few spirits with the spirits. So as I said, a double no this week, but hell, a great case I hope you guys enjoyed it. I know I had a great time hosting it. Thank you to Amy Grisdale for researching and Philip Shacklady for editing. I'm going to be talking about all the crazy details of my trip to Georgia and Savannah on the after party this week. So if you want to check it out and hear all the gory details. uh, Gory details? Things are gory. Well, I got the sunburn of a lifetime. (laughs) Okay. So there's your first gory detail. I became a paranormal monster basically. Because every night I was covered in so much aloe vera gel, I was like some sort of X-Files slugman. The slugman of Savannah, they called me.
1: And you guys know that when Rory went to the Braves game and they won, he went Dr. Jekyll or Mr. Hyde mode. I can't remember <laughs> which one is the bad one, but he went that way. There must be Mr. Hyde, because Dr. Pre- Jekyll is the doctor.
0: They're both pretty formal, to be fair. Yeah, Dr. Jekyll or Mr. Hyde. It sounds like it would be like, please, Mr. Hyde was my father. I'm Dr. Jekyll. Let me find out. Jekyll is a
1: kind and respected English doctor who has repressed evil urges.
0: So Jekyll good, Mr. Hyde bad. Yeah. Very confusing. <laughs>
1: Rory good, Mr. Powers bad.
0: <laughs> yeah. I feel like if you're going to have a whole evil side to yourself, you should call it something very distinct so people know. <laughs> right. So it's like, right.
1: hey. Don't, don't call your fucking uh Green Goblin Persona Martin
0: <laughs> It's like
1: Yeah if I have A few too many Jaegers Martin's gonna come out <laughs> Right And then Was he like 90
0: minutes later You're
1: shanking people At the pub <laughs> That's not okay
0: Yeah you gotta be like Hey uh, Half the time I'm um, Dr. Jekyll Sometimes I drink This little potion And become Zankorno <laughs> Right Yeah. No one's getting Zancorno mixed up with the good guy. Right. It's like, oh, who's coming out tonight? Oh, um, Stephen, Claire, and uh, Zancorno. It's like, all right, he's the Uh, bad one. Yeah, I might stay in. He's fed up. Uh, Thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast. If you want to hear more from all of our stories about uh, going on trips to haunted locations and about the podcast and the production, head on over to patreon.com forward slash this paranormal life. You're going to love it over there. There's some incredible bonus content, including extra weekly episodes, Mm. extra monthly bonus episodes, exclusive merchandise in the form of limited edition, sick ass cult coins. And one of the other cool things you can get over there is a shout out right here at the end of the podcast.
1: Let's get into it. Special thank you to Liz Miller. Liz Miller, the ramp killer. Liz taught Tony Hawk everything. Everything he knows today.
0: So not even skateboarding, like taxes and shit as well.
1: That too. How to wipe his goddamn ass. (laughs) Uh, But Liz also was the first person to do the 900. Little known fact.
0: Oh my God, Liz. Can you please join our professional commune skateboard team?
1: We don't have any boards yet. uh, But, you know, I think we could do a lot of sports psychology training. (laughs) We
0: we do have a lot of empty bowls. So...
1: (laughs) Thanks also to Maxwell...
0: Maxwell, you are definitely needed at the commune because our wells are bone dry. So if we could get one maxed out well, just full of fresh water, that would be great. That would be really fantastic.
1: And quickly, if you could, Maxwell, because I'm parched.
0: Yeah, and short round today. Last thank you to James Standin. James is great. He offers a service where uh, if you need if you need a standin, he'll do it for you. So if you're at a funeral. Mm. It's your wedding day, mm. and you're just slammed. You can't make it. Uh, James will stand in. Oh, that's really handy because
1: actually, you. I have. Um, yeah, because I got a funeral to go to this weekend. I just can't be f-ing bothered. Man. Right, like, those like, things are like, so like, sad. Like, oh, like who cares? Go to stand around and pretend like, oh, I'm so sad. Like, yeah, James like, will get stand me in. out of here. Like, you know what I mean? I'm yeah. Like, even when you're close to them, it's like, I don't know if like I'm a psychopath, but I just like. Don't feel anything. I just, like, don't feel anything. It's crazy, right? Yeah. Like No, I, I Everyone's understand. kidding themselves. Like, everyone's like, ooh. Like, yeah. We're
0: like, going to miss him so much. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. It just doesn't, it's not doing anything for me. It's crazy. <laughs> so James,
1: if you could turn on the waterworks, that would be great. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I want he, people to think that I feel. I want people to think that I feel. He's
0: unfortunately not available currently. Because oh. I got him to stand in uh, for me for a six-year prison sentence. <laughs> so, so, he gets out in about 13 months, and then he'll be back ready you're to stand a in. mafia
1: boss. Someone <laughs> took the fall for you.
0: <laughs> I'm the reason you're going to a funeral, let me just say that. Uh, thank you so much for everyone who listened to this week's episode of the podcast. I had a blast hosting this one. I hope you had a great time listening to it. As I said, head on over to patreon.com forward slash this paranormal life for all the extra goodies your heart could ever want. And until then, we'll see you next Tuesday for a brand new episode. Bye bye!
1: Every now and then, Rory and I come across a podcast that we simply have to tell you about because we know that TPL listeners are gonna love it. That's why I'm so pleased to say that this episode is brought to you by. The Luke and Pete Show. This is pretty cool because Luke and Pete are friends of ours and they just happen to also be podcast royalty. The Luke and Pete Show is one of the top-ranking podcasts in the UK comedy charts.
0: Oh yeah, and if you thought this paranormal life is crazy and chaotic, this show has absolutely no rules. Unscripted, unplanned,
1: unsupervised. I think the only rule is that it is technically, legally, a podcast.
0: Every Monday and Thursday, Luke Moore and Pete Donaldson bring you the world's strangest stories from Luke's belief in UFO conspiracy theories to Elon Musk's latest attempts to be cool. The Luke and Pete show community is a broad church and everyone's welcome. I am personally highly
1: invested in
0: Pete's journey to
1: importing a vintage Toyota Century limousine from Japan. I think last time I checked, he got the car and didn't have keys for it. So uh, I'm looking forward to what the next bad thing that happens is.
0: Yeah, I don't know a lot about cars, but I think keys are pretty important to the whole machine. Right. Listen now wherever you get your podcast, The Luke and Pete Show every Monday and Thursday.